Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. A quick note before the show begins. The audio from these podcasts mostly come from live video YouTube streams on my channel. They may vary in quality from show to show and reference visual content not described to you, the listener. I'm sorry about that. If you prefer video to go with this audio, head over to youtube.com backslash from us, F-R-U-M-E-S-S for the whole enchilada. Who doesn't like a whole enchilada anyway? Why do I do this to myself? Why? Why root around in other people's garbage? <laughs> Actually, we do that all the time on this channel. That's what this channel is built on. We're like raccoons going into a trash can and rooting around for all the tasty treats and goodies. But this is a different type of trash. This is this is trash that one might consider tacky, distasteful, Ugh. but yet <clears throat> like a moth drawn to light, here I am watching this, this dreck. This dreck. I had to. I watched the first one. I had to. Where else were they going to go with it? Did we actually need a Tiger King 2? Well, if you get to the end of Tiger King 2, you start asking yourself, oh, man, I think we actually we need a Tiger King 3. And that's part of the problem. Let's just launch into it, shall we? This is this is from Slate magazine written by Laura Miller on November 20th, 2021. Tiger King shows true crime at its worst. I have to agree. Netflix superfluous sequel introduces a new breed of shady character. You know, all the good ones were either, you know, ha had sort of used used up their, you know, <laughs> had had made themselves useless, so they had to they they really sort of went to the bottom of the barrel and sort of shook out the crumbs with this one when the first season of tiger king had uh what the first season of tiger king had to offer its pandemic afflicted viewers was a queasy but colorful cornucopia i love that that is very well written laura i agree it was a queasy but colorful cornucopia of grifters sleazeballs blowhards dirtbags idiots and narcissists so it's not a surprise that a documentary series second installment despite much more limited airtime for its incarcerated character, central character, one-time Animal Park owner Joe Exotic dishes out more of the same, at least if you can stomach it. I would argue not even really that. I mean, there's just, there's no Joe Exotic in this Tiger King continuation. Spoilers, spoilers be damned. We're just going to spoil the crap out of it. Uh, this is the perfect, perfect line here. I love this line. This mess has attracted plenty of flies and Tiger King 2 continues to document the never ending squabbles of a bunch of shady low life animal collectors and the unfortunate dupes who come into their orbit uh, while also examining parasites drawn by the attention that the first season bought. I mean, that's literally what happened here. These people really are just the dregs of society, even including the Baskins. I would Carol Baskin is no better than any of them. I, we've said this already in the last one we did. All these people are bad. They're all bad people. They all do uh, morally bankrupt things. 
you know, and then you have the people that cling on to those people. It's like, it's the fleas on the balls of ticks. If you could imagine something like that would be kind of funny. Uh, among the latter are you, the usual carpet baggers, vengeful exes, a showboating lawyer, a psychic so performatively fragile that the woman who hired him to shed light on her father's death ends up having to comfort him at the purported scene of the crime. I mean, it really is. This guy's a psychic Christian detective with no formal training who becomes um, emotionally sad at the death of uh, Don, oh, what the hell is his name? Don, Carol's husband, that uh, Don's own daughter, Don Lewis, Don's own daughter has to comfort him. You know, I really don't, I'm not into true crime. It's not my bag. I'm just never really, not, not really into it. But this is the type of stuff where, like I said, it's like rooting around in the trash. You just want to roll around in it. You can't help yourself. Add to the group of familiar, familiar, familiar bloodsuckers, uh, a new stock figure, the amateur true crime investigator, Jack Ripper. Jack Ripper Smith so skillfully insinuated himself into the attempts of Don Lewis's family to prove that Carol Baskin was responsible for his disappearance, that they brought him in with them when they met with the police. He even succeeded in getting them to fire their attorney, John Phillips, who comes back and he becomes Joe Exotic's uh, uh, attorney. He is uh, indeed another piece of work. <clears throat> uh, John Phillips later on in the series, he says they chose Ripper over me. Phillips mournfully explains to the cameras. He so evidently adores Laura is a great writer. Laura Miller. Uh, this despite Ripper being a guy who just sits in a gaming chair and makes YouTube videos. That's literally who I am. This guy Ripper is me. That's what I do. I just make ridiculous, you know, uh, YouTube videos about Minutia that nobody gives a shit about. Smith's Ripper Jack media channel produces rambling patient testing videos that have netted him an unimpressive 15,000 followers. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I literally think of myself when I'm reading this right now. Rambling patient testing videos that have netted him an unimpressive 15,000. He is five times the amount of subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. I we said we said the uh what did we say? We said the fleas that are on the balls of ticks. Well, I would be the flea that's on the ball of the flea that's on the ball of a tick, man. Oh god, it's friggin' funny. Sorry. <laughs> um it netted him an unimpressive 15,000 followers despite being featured on high-profile Netflix documentary. That is that does make me sort of sad and and uh, dismayed a bit to think that even being featured on a Netflix documentary about a very popular subject and all you have is 15,000 subscribers. I mean, these must be really patient testing videos that ramble. And I know all about that. I really do. I test a lot of people's patience or a little people's patience, to be, you know, depending on whether you think. 3,500 is uh, significantly less than 15,000. Uh, they are long on dark illusions, vague language, and mixed metaphors, but short on cogent, cogent, cogent. I can't pronounce that word. Cognant, cognants. That's what, oh, I don't know what it's, cogent. Detail, a muddle 
compounded by Ripper's warning in one recent example, not always to believe everything that I say on here. That's literally me. That's literally what I say. That's I, I actually say that all the time. I'm not an expert, you know. In addition to investigations of Lewis's disappearance, he posts videos of commentary on stories like the Gabby Petito murder and other cases uh, beloved of would-be internet sleuths. There's a whole community out there of of internet sleuths that like to do, you know, uh, cold case detective work. It's uh, uh, a hobby. Uh, they were actually just talking about it on the episode of Yellow Jackets. I would say that our little community or that what we do is a little bit of internet sleuthing, but it's more like, <laughs> it's more like, it's way nerdier. What's going on, Jody? I'm just, I'm just laughing at how ridiculous my life is when reading this and realizing that I'm no different than this Ripper guy, except that he has three, five times the amount of subscribers that I do. Um, but that's okay. There's also a 10 minute demonstration of how to find Tiger King two trailers on the Netflix. I, hey, you got to make a meal out of, out of every video you can, right? That's what you do. Anytime somebody, you know, drops a little nugget of, of grease at your feet, you know what I'm talking about? Um, marred by Smith's apparent inability to turn down the volume on Netflix's auto-playing promo clips. The channel is about what you'd expect from a guy who announces in Tiger King 2, I got my lawyer degree from Google. <laughs> Sorry. He did say that. What's up, Walter? We got Walter White from New Zealand. Well, we have, you know, we have a diverse audience. We have people tuning in from New Zealand. G'day, Walter talking about tiger king again oh boy the true crime addled wannabe detective i mean they, the, laura miller in this slate article just really skewers them all the true crime addled wannabe detective who gets in over their head trying to solve a real crime is a character increasingly cropping up in fiction whether portrayed fondly hulu's only murders in the building right that was another show about true crime buffs kind of like the opposite side you know it's funny that show which was a great show it's on hulu uh with steve martin and martin short and uh selena gomez it's kind of like the opposite side of tiger king it's almost like the it's about the ripper guy essentially except they're like true true podcast detective people whatever um but so you have only murders in the building or uh, as a cautionary entail uh search party uh from tbs hbo Arguably, the type goes all the way back to Jane Austen's Northanger Abbey, a novel about a young woman so steeped in gothic fiction that she expects to find secret chambers and murder plots when visiting the ancient man's maze, man's, I don't know what that word is, that gives the book its title. The real-life versions of these uh, amateur sleuths have convinced themselves they can find the answer to any mystery by scouring photos and videos from the comfort of their own gaming chairs looking for, and I quote, clues. Uh, this delusion has led to such debacles as the infamous Find Boston Bombers subreddit which falsely identified two innocent men, wow, that's terrible, as responsible for the 2013 attack. The explosion of TikTok videos about the search for Petito earlier this year, she was the influencer, right? 
uh, was more distasteful than uh, than dangerous, foisting unprepared and ethically inept influencers into the position of vetting theories and rumors before passing them on to an audience of millions. It is kind of dangerous when you think about it. To be fair, most of the con men and characters in Tiger King 2 are a lot worse than Ripper Smith. I would I would fully agree on that. For one thing, he lacks their cunning and his evident sincerity. It is. He is. You, you cannot deny that this guy is a sincere guy. He is very sincere in the same way that we're sincere about the misfits uh, is a charisma killer in America. We like a little bit more showmanship from people trying to snow us, which is why as slates Willa Paskin has observed Joe exotic registers as the most likable of the bunch, which is really saying something considering that Joe exotic is a uh, animal murdering, friggin you know uh uh drug i don't know what you would call it drug enabling friggin um uh racist racist narcissist you know um use people two people up and spit them out i mean he's not a good guy we still like him but he's not a good guy but that's like that's part of the fun of it right i guess that's part of the fun uh, he just needs the public to love him so badly that flattered were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, sorry. He just needs the public to love him so badly that flattered were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. No one in the continuing or new cast. I mean, a lot of the people from the first season are gone now. I mean, there's only five episodes. You really didn't need to do it, man. It was fine. You could have just left it as the single season of the show. Yes, there's more information, but it's it winds up in my eyes being nothing but a, a giant murder burger. Not, not murder burger, I was going to say. Nothing burger. It's just a big, fat, nothing murder burger. That's what it is. And, you know, they're trying to take, like, true crime, real-life stuff and sort of, like, treat it like it's a Netflix season of television. And it just does not work. Uh, Jody says he's definitely no role model, but he's an entertaining mystery. I mean, yeah, it's incredibly entertaining and we love, you know, what was the best part about Tiger King was it was just like watching somebody else's train wreck on TV from the comfort of your home, from the safety and comfort of your home, meaning that we could sit there and watch this person's whole life disintegrate and that he was a bad guy and that his life deserved to disintegrate and we didn't have to feel any guilt about it and we could just sit and talk with each other and go, look at that freak over there. Look at these freaks. Look at these like weirdos and What's the the craziness of their life? This real life John Waters, you know, scenario run riot, you know, and um, and there's something there is something really appealing about that, even though we know it's wrong, even though we shouldn't be doing it. It's like ripping the lid off of a pint of Ben and Jerry's, not Ben and Jerry's, fuck Ben and Jerry's, a pint of Hanukkah, <laughs> a pint of haagen and eating the whole thing, knowing that we're just going to eat the whole thing. Imagine, especially with that enlightenment, that enlightened ice cream or the uh, the halo top where it's like the entire pint is like 320 calories and you're like, but it's only 320 calories. That's okay. You know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's, 
Um, no one in the continuing or the new cast of Tiger King 2 can beat him at that game. But every single person in the Tiger King series is performing an obviously contrived identity from Baskin's bizarre flower girl cooing to the empty bluster of men like zoo owner Tim Stark, whose belligerent behavior towards law enforcement would have gotten him shot 10 times over if he hadn't been white. This is so friggin' true. I'm, you know, I'm glad you're, 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 you're on team fuck Ben and Jerry's Jody. Me too, man. Me too. Big time. Very, um, very disappointed with them as a brand. That's another story for another day. Yeah. This guy, Tim Stark was just a psycho. And you know, if, you know, if he was not white, he would have been in just deep, deep shit. And he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and, you know, we we do almost get in the same way that you get hypnotized by Joe Exotic's ridiculous eccentric charm. You also kind of get hypnotized by Carol Baskin, just like the way she talks. Even hey, all you cool cats and kittens, like she just like she has this like vin, like this panache when she speaks that like sort of like entrances you in in a trance of like you know, and, and you can just tell her too. They're all just a bunch of self-absorbed narcissists, man. I hope she gets hers too, man. They're all bad. And this guy, Tim Stark, he got, I mean, he's on the, I guess he got arrested. He got arrested. Good for, I'm glad they, they took him down. You know, we never got to find out. I was thought we would get some answers on Doc Antel, who, who was another nutter butter, who, who just was a total scumbag and like the leader of like a sex cult or something, you know, involving his tiger farm. You know, it's true. They use this term. It's called tiger drunk. You get intoxicated to these animals and you're willing to do anything for the people that are in possession of the animals. This disingenuousness includes filmmakers Eric Good and Rebecca Chalk Chalklin. And I think, man, throw them in there, too, because we didn't need that. They're squeezing they're squeezing dollars from the blood of a stone and trying to shovel more druck like dreck down our throats. And here I am talking about it. I watched the whole series and I'm talking about it. So I'm guilty, too. We're all we all play a part. We all play a part as we roll around in the filth and the sleaze and the trash that we love so much that is the world of Joe Exotic and these crazy, crazy characters. But we just can't help it. Um, but yeah, the disingenuousness of the filmmakers who in what passes for a display of fairness take the opportunity to drag the admittedly extremely unlikable like okay i'm so glad that a lot of people have sort of painted carol as like a victim like of joe like joe exotics like misogyny like that she's like this victim yada yada she is just as much of a pit viper and i'm so glad that laura miller the writer of this article can recognize that uh she is extremely unlikable uh so so what she's saying, though, is Laura's saying shame on the filmmakers for uh, what seemingly passes for a display of fairness. Take the opportunity to drag Baskin under scrutiny again for Lewis's disappearance. There's even less of an excuse for this now, knowing how eagerly many viewers seized upon her as the villain of a story in which she tried to stop a bunch of strutting men from abusing animals. But, you know, again, she is also just as exploitive. She's she might be protecting the big cats, but she is exploiting people, volunteers, and 
you know, people have left comments in my videos. I don't know if there's any truth to this. So I will say allegedly that volunteers who are not trained properly and have gotten very hurt, very like hurt in, in some of those situations. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know if that's actually true or if it's not true. I don't want to say that it is true, but it, it, she seems like a friggin' sociopath. And it seems like something that very well could have happened on in, in that big cat preserve type place in a place where she has people doing all this backbreaking hard work in exchange for getting tiger drunk just so she can keep her her husband's money i i think she is just i i really do not like carol baskin i don't carol baskin i don't like you um and it says nothing to do with being on like team joe or joe exotic which i'm not i'm glad joe is in jail and frankly I don't think he should get out, even though it would be really funny to see him get out and go, you know, go do some crazy Joe exotic shenanigans that dude deserves to be behind bars. Forget about like, you know, whether the, the hitman stuff or whatever, like the what he did to those animals, he deserves to be locked up. He deserves to be locked up bar none, hands down. That's it. There's nothing else to say about it. You know, um, B Mac. B Mac, the Jacuzzi Master, says that these psychos allow themselves to be filmed speaks to the stupidity and the narcissism. You're right, and that's the, that's the funniest part is that they make themselves look really, really, really foolish, like by allowing themselves to be on camera and incriminate themselves. B Mac says, continues on. Jeff is pretty much going to incriminate himself on the show. He's not. I don't think he's talking about me. He's talking about Jeff. Low is it Jeff Lowe? The, the whatever the guy with the that wears a hat with the do rag because he's bald underneath and has that weird, creepy, sort of very neat looking goatee. I mean, that's the thing. Like they're they're so addicted to the spotlight from either the tiger stuff or the the, the reality TV show cameras, which might be even more of an addictive drug than say the power that the big cats have that they make themselves look really bad and incriminate the crap out of themselves all of them do it even carol baskin carol baskin posting up her journal entries and whatnot on on the youtubes if you go to her channel i guess i only know this because of what i watched on on the show um so but they're claiming that she's trying to save a bunch of uh, uh a bunch of abused animals from strutting men no carol is happy you know, her, it almost seems like her her enclosure is an excuse for her to have her own private zoo under the guise of what's it called when you're um, under the guise of, of, of valiant action in in protecting and keeping these pets safe and sound. I, I, I call I say it's bullshit, man. I say it's bullshit. Um, once more, the thin evidence for Baskin's guilt, it is thin. It is a bit thin, but it's there, is poured over. I mean, they spent a whole episode on it. We didn't need a whole episode on that. It's poured over as if it were an oh-so-telling, complete with ridiculous animations of dotted lines running over maps of the couple's neighborhood and a wild goose chase concerning a truckload of guns. The bargain basement approach to the true crime treats anything slightly odd as extremely significant. Wow, Laura is a phenomenal writer. She's so on the ball about this. Um, treats anything slightly odd as extremely significant without ever explaining wh uh, what it's supposed to signify. And they probably do that because they don't want to get sued. You can portray something 
and then let the viewer come to their own conclusion. I think that's what the filmmakers do quite a bit of in Tiger Tiger King season two. We're supposed to allude to the whole thing with the, the, the van full of guns is a, some sort of smoking gun for why Carol was involved, but they don't actually explain it. So it's not, it, it, it's all, you know, just fiddle faddle. You know what I mean? Um, Tiger King 2 does at least give equal exposure to the many other reasons why Lewis might have intentionally disappeared. He wanted to move to, it, it's bot, bottom line, he, mo- he wanted to move to Costa Rica to, you know, be with, I don't know how to say that, uh, to commit crimes with girls who are not above the age of 18. So he's a scumbag too. They're all scumbags. Died in an accident. He liked to land his planes on jungle airstrips to escape government observers or been murdered by someone else. He was transporting suspiciously large quantities of cash out of the country to launder overseas. Look, if you're being with 15 year olds, like you're just, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're asking to, <laughs> you're asking to, and just like, you know, flying to Costa Rica to do it, like, and then dying, like, you know, you're asking for it too, man. Everybody's asking for it in this show. They're all bad. Everybody is bad. Perhaps this will convince some viewers that the case is more complicated than the Baskin haters believe, but not Ripper Smith. Baskin sued Netflix. We talked about this in the previous video about the beef. Um, Baskin sued. You're, you know what? I got to tell you, Chris says he's never watched the show. Chris, you're right to not, not watch the show. It's not worth your time. This was not worth my time, and I regret watching it. I'm getting a video out of it because whatever, but it, it's really not. It's not worth even just watching this video. This is not worth your time. You should turn off this video right now. The video that you're watching of me talking about something that doesn't matter. Why are we? We just don't even need to do this. I don't even know why I'm doing this right now, but I am. I'll finish the I'll, <laughs> I'll finish the Yes, they should be all locked up in a London dungeon. I agree, Jody. I agree. Um, Chris says you're asking for a movie of the week, though. Uh, what do you mean by that exactly? Like, just that I like want something to digest, like consume, and that this becomes the movie of the week. Is that what you mean by that? Because I guess you're kind of right. I mean, that is kind of true as well. Perhaps this will convince some viewers that the case is more complicated than the Baskin haters believe, but not Ripper Smith. Baskin sued Netflix and Royal Good Productions, Inc. to keep Good and Chocolate from using footage that they had shot of her for the first season in Tiger King 2, which she did not agree to appear. So she did not agree to appear in either one, but she thought that the first season was about something else. However, having now watched the show... They didn't care about that footage. That was just a, a, a foothold for them to try and get an injunction. What they cared about was all the other stuff. Was Carol reading her journal entries and like all, all this stuff. I don't know if that was all filmed for the first season, but I'll tell you something. Carol is in the show more than Joe Exotic is. You know what I mean? Like there's like, what else is there to really do? Joe Exotic's in jail. He's trying to get out of jail. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to sort of like follow because why? Like we don't need a Tiger King 2. If anything, the show should have been about 
more, I mean, it was, it was about Jeff Lowe as well as about this guy, Tim Stark. They were just looking for any sort of filler to keep the thing going because it's true crime. They're not writing it. They can't actually make it up. They try to make it up, but they, they can't make it up. You know, they just got to wait for some more stuff to happen. And then just like we are, every time there's a new piece of information about our favorite bands, or we go, you know, we just gobble it up like, like Drek. Chris says, if you're living your life that way, as the main people are, you know, they are asking who will play me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying, man. I see what you're saying. Um, so Carol Baskin did not agree to appear in Tiger King season two, and she's trying to sue Netflix right now. And they, they, they got, they tried to file an injunction. It did not work. Um, as if Baskin's attempts to scuttle the second season of the show confirmed that she has something to hide. But instead of finding closure by discovering their father's fate, Lewis's children have seen his predatory behavior uh, uh, in regards to girls who are under the age of 18, recounted on the nation's biggest streaming service. He was uh, clearly a monster as well. Similar, similarly, Baskin's refusal to take calls from Ripper as if he has any right to expect her to, like, right, like she, like, what is she, she doesn't owe him anything, um, are presented by him as suggestive of her culpability and determination to hide from the truth, which is what his audience wants. The exhaustive scrutiny that Tiger King 2 devotee, devotes to such minutia as the fact that Baskin didn't write about the about a fight she had with Lewis in her diary or whether where she was during a particular period on a timeline that is hopelessly provisional to begin with, create the style but not the substance of rigor. At its worst, and when and whatever appears in Tiger King is always the worst. It's true. Uh, true crime mania looks just like the subcultures surrounding UFO sightings, smudgy photos of ghosts, and other unexplained phenomena. Anything can become proof of what you want to believe if you want to believe it bad enough. That is, she, man, I'm so impressed with Laura Miller's writing. What a way to end it. It's just perfect. And it's true. You literally, we could put a period, we could put a period on the end of this sentence now for good, right? I mean, that's literally it. At its worst, and whatever appears in Tiger King is always the worst, true crime mania, this is true, man, true crime mania looks just like the subcultures surrounding UFO sightings, smudgy photos of ghosts, and other unexplained phenomena. Anything can become burden, uh, or anything can become proof, not burden of proof, uh, of what you want to believe if you want to believe it bad enough. Very true. Oh, you were down with the ice trucker, ice road truckers, man. Apparently that's really dangerous business being an ice, ice, ice road trucker. And apparently that is pe stuff. People like watching that stuff. I don't get it. I don't understand why you watch that, Chris, but people like, but you might say to me, I don't understand why you got to watch the Tiger King. Although if you watch Tiger King, you would understand because Tiger King is just ridiculous. That first season was, it was an excellent piece of, of television, televised content, man. As I said in the, in the beef episode, every 15 minutes, there's some new revelation and there's some twist that just makes your jaw drop a little bit further closer to the ground. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Um, 
I'm going to be back tomorrow and Wednesday. I don't know if we have a streaming evil live show this week. We're uh, friggin' uh, sinful celluloid will not be happening this week because Thursday is Thanksgiving as well as my birthday. Another year older. How sad. Yeah. Thursday is my birthday on Thanksgiving. Got a very busy weekend. So I'm going to try and stream today. Well, I just did tomorrow and Wednesday. So maybe we'll do, have a streaming evil live show on Wednesday. And if not, we will uh, definitely see you the week afterwards. Um, that's it. That's all I got today. Peace and hair grease.